Excuse me, folks. I have an announcement. There's been a terrible mistake. The Best Actor Oscar is a three-way tie this year with Christian Slater, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Josh Gad. I'd like to welcome all three of you back on the stage for your acceptance speeches. Oh, oh my god. It's, it's just such an honor. I, I finally won for that movie I did this year. What movie did you do this year, Josh Gad? I did Pixels. That is a travesty that that won. I mean, I gave it my best shot, guy. What do you want? Like, I screamed so loud. I screamed louder than Leo. I screamed louder than Brian Cranston as Trumbo. I screamed. I saw those giant Pac-Men and I screamed. Isn't that what these awards are for? Who can scream the loudest? Yes. Ever since the Academy Awards changed to... It's it's measured on decibel levels, correct? The Academy Awards are decided now by decibel level, amount of pain displayed, and level of makeup worn. Yeah, I got a barrel thrown at me by Donkey Kong. That's like that's that's like next level pain. That barrel came from another dimension. It's true, it did. So you guys didn't want to do those impressions, huh? If you ask me if I want to stretch it out with a horrible Arnold Schwarzenegger impression, <laughs> then the answer is no. Well, so this is Pitching Tents with Sean Lemmy. John Otney. Colin Westman. And Paul Otney. Paul Otney. Welcome back, Paul. You know, yeah. Welcome back. Me. Dreams where you take it out. I really wish Please you tell me that somebody to welcome back Cotter, like behind the scenes. <laughs> Gabe Money. Kaplan was losing his shit. Christian Bale is. <laughs> Gabe Kaplan. He had to gain 400 pounds. He had to gain 400 pounds. So that's on top of the probably like, what, 150 he already weighs? Well, no, right before this, he lost 100 pounds to play Ralph Nader. (laughs) (laughs) These big swings can't be good for you. So I guess the pitches we're doing this week are Oscar movies in honor of the Oscars. So just, you know, the kinds of movies you could imagine being nominated for the Oscars. Just movies that reek of prestige. Oh, yeah. And Jack ones. Black. <laughs> what has Jack Black done that garnered Academy Award attention? Oh, just like every movie. Every <laughs> I mean, movie. It's like King Kong probably won some technical awards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, it's uh, just right up there. <laughs> goosebumps up for anything? No. I couldn't even finish it. it it's, it's up for best Jack Black. <laughs> it's just its own category now. 
I'm just going to take a guess. Did you guys watch that musical number from the Oscars that Jack Black and Will Ferrell did recently? No. Did you bring that up because I mentioned Ralph Nader? Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely on my mind today, but I don't Jack think Paul Black. knows about that. No. I'll just mention Jack Black for who knows what reason. Right. I just like him. Just a fan. Okay. Just a fan. Maybe he'll get to be in one of these movies. Maybe. I'd say there's a good. I'd say there's about like an eighty percent chance he'll now be in my movie. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Maybe we could get him into all of them. I mean, we we just addressed the major Jack Black deficiency there is at the Oscars. Gotta solve it. Okay, and I think what will be special about this particular episode is whatever one, whichever pitch I think wins, like that wins the award, right? Mm-hmm. For best picture. These are all the nominees. Best theoretical picture. Best theoretical picture. Uh, question is, what order do we go in? It's a tough one. There's got to be some way that someone could pitch a movie first. I'll go first. Yes. Oh, God. You're a great man, Sean. You're the greatest. So I want to tell you a true story about an American hero. I'm talking about one of uh, Pennsylvania's most beloved sons. A man who earned an associate's degree in business administration from Edmondson Junior College in Chattanooga. And then turned that into a short stint in the Marines. I'm talking about a man who invented things that no one knows what they are. An entrepreneur. An importer-exporter. A historian. A political candidate. One of the most famous people of the late aughts slash early 20 teens and of course someone who recorded a hit song I'm talking about basilmarceau.com <laughs> I knew it I knew you were saying I knew you were going to do him I don't know what tipped it off how did you know he was going to do him well like well I mean I did obviously I had to have a few clues but I didn't, I didn't even uh, those none of those clues tipped me off <laughs> Because <laughs> I just haven't thought I about that guy. I think I had it by the time so that Sean, because previous to this podcast, Sean said it's political, but then he said junior college, <laughs> and I was like, "What politician went to a junior college?" And I'm like, "Oh, I know." <laughs> it could have been that rent is too damn high guy. Rent is so, too damn Sean, high. Sean, first for people that may not know that much about Basil Marceau, can you give us any more information about him? Sure. So Basil Marceau sort of came to the public consciousness when um, his campaign ads um, went viral on YouTube um, where he basically yelled about making all crime legal I think was the main <laughs> thrust of his idea uh, specifically he wanted to make sure that like the direct quote from Wikipedia is vote for me and if I win I will immune you from all state crimes for the rest of your life damn but also if you kill you get killed 
<laughs> just like it's just the purge. A couple other ones purge. I remember off the top of my head. He's going to eliminate four-way stops or stop signs. Oh yeah. He well. So like later they found out that this guy had had like nineteen uh, traffic violation court cases. <laughs> of of those seven, he won by pleading insanity. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he has just like this bizarre, aggressive, like almost drunken delivery. Um, and he spoke quickly. He always said basilmarceau.com as if the dot com was part of his name. Uh, and I just think this is the kind of story that the Academy uh, wants America to hear this year. It's, like I said, it's somebody who pulled himself up by his bootstraps. He went and did his time in the military. Uh, he, you know, he's he's a, clearly a polymath, right? As a inventor, entrepreneur, importer, exporter, historian, um, surely there's a lot of like interesting groundwork in his post-military, you know, building himself up part of this story. Um, but then I think the real plot is just the man trying to beat Basil Marceau down to the ground for having the gall. To run for Tennessee State Senate, and yeah. and then I think it has a happy ending when he releases his Christmas song on iTunes. I like to think it's like a bittersweet ending. It's like he didn't win, but like he still finds solace in that the like, Christmas song. Yeah, the Christmas song. Um, so what should we go about next? Should we talk about some scenes, or should we cast it? Well, what order I think prefer? it's. So here's the thing. Current Basil Marceau, it's Richard Real. Easily. Done. Who is that? He's that guy from guest starring on things. <laughs> Richard. Fat old if, guy with a mustache. I don't know if the academy is face. I know who you're talking about. He does look like Basil Marceau, but he's not like the Oscars will not recognize that. <laughs> you don't think it'll be a, in a performance of a lifetime. No, I think that's good. Real. I think that's good casting, but you need an A-lister to get this okay. project off Well, the so then it's, since it's a biopic and it's got to cover its whole life, it's it's got to be a fastbender type somebody who can do you know, someone in their 20s, someone in their 30s, <sighs> someone in their 60s. Do you really need to have Basil Marceau in his 20s? I feel like I feel like it should political. start later in his life. Like uh, I think it should just cover like his Political career, just as political career. Call it that. You want, you I mean, maybe maybe you could have flashbacks to him as. A, you should, I don't you know. know. You I don't have know. like don't a little flashback as a uh, you know on a little farm as a kid. Some horrible tragedy <laughs> happens to him, makes him into the man he is now. No, Something mine is like a that. horrible tragedy <laughs> on a farm. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> they're all on farms. All right. Okay. I just like I just like the idea of it like opening like with him like in the middle of one of his trials for one of his violations or something. Or like him like behind the curtain ready to give his big speech on TV. Ooh, you know, those the are famous both one. good starts. <sighs> just so you can like you know, start in the heat of it. And then then maybe you can go back you can backtrack a little. You just gotta open like in the middle. Because I feel like that's what you do with these kind of movies. <laughs> you open with a big scene. Uh, I like the idea of starting in the courtroom because I want to know how you beat running a red light 
with insanity. I assume he represents himself. Right. I, I don't care if he was in real life represented by someone. He's got to represent himself in the movie. <laughs> okay, and I know, Sean, one of your picks was Michael Fassbender. Well, I was just oh. saying, because, you know, he did it so well in Steve Jobs. I'm, I'm looking for that caliber of performance. Okay. Decades they, of a man's life. Jeez. I don't know, could you get like, Timothy Spall or something? <laughs> that's pretty. That's really good, actually. Because he's he starred in some like movies, you know, yeah, like he starred in that uh, Mr. Turner movie. Yeah, I, I watched that. Old, and he's, he's also that Pure Point movie, and he had a pretty big role in uh, King's Speech, won Best Picture. Can he play he's American also, though? Oh, absolutely. I don't know if he ever has, but that guy's. He's a, great. Yeah, he's a really good actor, but I, he really looks. He's he does, pretty British. He's the right level it. of fatness. Yeah, <laughs> and close to the right age. Hopefully, somebody's already done this. Yeah, his profile matches. I'm like, I could there. imagine him being kind of silly. Like he's usually pretty serious, but he's like, he's got that eccentric quality too as well. Oh yeah, like he could, you know, you could open in the courtroom. And he's like practicing like his speech, you know, getting ready to go out there or something. And then he goes out there and it's ridiculous. And then he like gets up and like pees all over a desk or something. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like, pees all over a desk? Like, is he on top of the or desk? He pees on the judge. <laughs> okay. Is it like on purpose though? It is on purpose. It, it's just to cement like how he's an oaf and he doesn't really know what he's doing. But he has dreams. Or is that to like cement his like insanity plea? Okay, I think this works. I think the way we've got to spin it now is, especially with Timothy Spall, who's like not a huge star, we're going to have to have some other like campaign manager character come in who's like kind of masterminding this thing. I don't know if it's like a sinister thing or like a pure hearted thing. But I like to think it's a little bit of someone who wants power, kind of like a puppeteer. You know, like he's. He's dumb, but people like him. So there's someone who has like, real political aspirations, but doesn't have the persona to run for office. So they're hmm. using him, but he actually like has his own ideas and like starts overpowering the campaign. Okay, okay, I like it. I like it. But who... So like a, a campaign manager that was trying to like control this, but he's like he gets loose. He starts saying these things that they didn't. The campaign manager didn't want him to say. So we're looking for an actor, actress, probably like in the forties. I'd like to pick um, like an Oscar actress who hasn't won yet. I can't think of who hasn't won and who feels like they should have won. I know Amy Adams hasn't won yet, right? Hmm. But she's she, even though she's probably old enough, she doesn't seem old. She enough. doesn't seem old enough. It's weird. She's like forever youthful yeah even though she's probably like 39 40 um can be kind of but it can be someone too big because you don't want to take over the movie if you put Meryl Streep in there it's all gonna be about Meryl Streep mm-hmm. Naomi Watts does she have an award for something no she's been nominated twice there you go <laughs> she can do That's it good she can do she it totally yeah do it mm. She's, still she's good. tough. She's experienced. She's the right age. But it's like no one wants like she's tried to like, you know, be in politics. But she's people don't like her. She doesn't have like a good personality. But Basil Marceau, he's like, 
this little he's like a child he's this simpleton <laughs> totally <laughs> he's just in his backyard like shooting guns so you think at first she's probably like kind of disgusted by him because she's had all these attempts at a political career and she sees this goofball like kind of making it having success and then she's like wait yeah. a second this is my chance she's just like it's a really bad day for her and she's just like struggling with all this paperwork and she's like at, like at a TJ Friday's or something and she sees Basil Marceau in the corner eating all these ribs and people are just like he has this glow it's like people are just drawn to him and he's just talking and he's got like those people around him. she's like I need what he has yeah He's got like three blooming onions. I don't know where he is. He goes to Outback. Yeah, Outback Steakhouse. No, an American restaurant. I don't know why it matters what restaurant it is. That's because Outback is so exotic. It's a good product placement in there. Better, better make an Applebee's. So he's he's at this restaurant and he's eating a ton of food, but he's also he's going off about. He's telling people like stories, maybe or ideas. Is he, okay, that's not bad. Probably ideas was, about how he would make like the world better. Yeah, yeah, that's you what I was thinking too. I would ranting. Do, <laughs> I will get rid of stop signs and replace them with go faster signs. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna make a website. Yeah, a website that has everything. Yeah, right, Basil. Come on. You gotta know how to code and stuff. We've been talking zeros. about that website for years. And then, like, she comes along, like, after people clear away, it's like, what if I could tell you I could give you a website? <laughs> you could be a website. <laughs> and he's like, take a seat. You want some riblets? <laughs> like, that's, maybe that's what's in it for him. It's like, she's like, I can the make riblets. every, all your dreams come true, because I got the brains. Oh, I thought you going to say the riblets. I got the riblets. <laughs> he's already got the riblets. <laughs> But he'll need more in the campaign. He's like, we're going to need more riblets. Need <laughs> or more she's riblets. like, you know what a riblet needs? Blue cheese. <laughs> hey, yeah. And then he dips it in there, and then it like cuts to some political rally or something. Ah, so good. That would be like the scene they show for Naomi Watts, like, like nominee. Like when she's, you know, they always show a clip when you're nominated for a category. They show the blue cheese scene. <laughs> As it will be known from now on. He's so good. Yeah, it's great symbolism. I mean, he runs as a Republican, so he's red, not blue, but pretty good. <laughs> what other struggles could he have? Like, I mean, maybe he's just throwing it out there. What'd you say? It's a diabetes, just throwing it out there. Like a horrible, like a hidden health condition? Oh, uh, he yeah. probably has tons of those. I mean, he has the tons. whole mental health conditions. <laughs> This is part where he gets locked up. I think he was committed to a mental institution. Oh, God, get me out of here. Go. Yeah, maybe we just fictionalize that he gets thrown in, like, in the middle of his campaign or something. <laughs> or there's, like, some doctor that keeps, like, saying that this man is not mentally fit to run for office or something. Yeah. I have to think that it's Can Dr. B. Will Smith and his, like, doing his concussion thing. <laughs> Tell the truth. <laughs> Tell the truth. I like, Tell the truth. I like to think this breakdown happens right after he gives that famous clip that was all over the internet of him on the news. 
because he kind of embarrassed himself. Oh no! So he gets off of that, and then he maybe he does something crazy. Like he sees in. the clip on Tosh Point and he <laughs> gets That's really what he mad. <laughs> gets gets like drunk and like steals like a school bus. <laughs> <laughs> he steals a school bus. So goes through the stop sign. It's like driving down the th- the freeway, like the wrong way. Yeah. Convinced that there's some sort of like speed like scenario going on. Can't yeah, they're like the they're trying to like um then we watch he's like trying to calm and he's like there's a there's a bomb on the bus. Oh there's a bomb there's a bomb Basil, no, there's no bomb. <laughs> there's definitely a bomb. How does that situation end? It could end if you recall what happened in speed, I believe the bus collided with an airplane <laughs> exploded. Or, you know, he sees, like, like back and he just stops and gets out. Or he just gets crack. in a terrible car wreck. And Again. Uh, that, that's, when, <laughs> that's when he hits rock bottom. He kills, kills a bunch of people. I don't know if it should be a punch. Mm. Or you could anyone. kill a bunch of people and then it's just a dream. We could all it's just a dream. It. No, no, no. He's got to... He's got to kill those people for But me. if you kill someone, kill you get murdered. Yeah, that's the conflict. <laughs> he can't. He'd get. He'd be going against everything he stands for. It wouldn't work. All right. Well, just you kill, you okay, get okay. killed. Well, no, no. It's like he thinks he thinks that he's like killed some people, but then he finds out that they're just like brain dead, and so he's like, and so he's okay with it. <laughs> they're gonna have like a scene where like. He like later after all the aftermath, he like visits them right before Christmas. Like, like so, someone like to before that though, someone should like inform him that the people are like in a catatonic, like brain dead state, and he's just like yes and fist pumps, you know. Oh, he'd be kind of sad though. <laughs> after the, I got my own movie going on in my head. Because I, I like to think that there's like a great like scene of him like visiting them, and it's like it's just him talking to like these brain dead people but it's like really through that monologue you learn like so much about him and you know maybe the changes he goes through and maybe he offers them some riblets alright this is the big scene for Timothy Small this is the one this they show this is his big Oscar scene when he's up there you know they're like they're just sitting they're staring at the window looking at the grass and he's like you know we could cut the grass and sell it <laughs> I think that was one of his ideas to cut grass and sell it. He's saying like, that and, like and the, so. The camera, camera slowly pushes in to him, like sitting there. Like, is, is he still at the hospital? He's at the hospital. Yeah, he's like in a hospital in like a wheelchair, and the camera like slowly pushing into him, and, like fades to like him in like a suit and tie, like ready, like you know, get back out there, give a speech. Yeah, Just, you know, real dramatic. He's got to have like some like speech that never happened to apologize for everything he's done. It's really moving for the huge tragedy that we made up. But but he has, he has to make it sound like like the tragedy isn't like it, it's like all of our faults, you know. It's yeah. like it's like the country's fault that it's like representative of all people and that we all need to like move past this. That could be good in that it goes back on the audience and makes you think like it's like wow, you know, we're all Maybe we should sell that grass <laughs> for the violence in America and for you know yeah. making everyone celebrities. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a victim. He's a victim of society, especially Naomi Watts. Oh yeah, turns out she just like watches. Own. She watches the speech though, and she's just like, maybe at that part she just nods and walks away. 
Yeah. Our work here is done. And then he releases his Christmas song. He releases the Christmas song. And there's like, well, they they just play the song over the op- or the ending credits. Maybe like shows they, him in the studio. After all the credits, can there be a picture of Timothy's ball like with Basil Marks? I like when they do that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and it's like from <laughs> or, or maybe he's singing the song in the studio, and at a certain point, the real Basil Marks so like comes in and starts <laughs> duetting with him. <laughs> Oh wait, wait. The, can we do? Can we do something like at the end of a uh, hundred twenty-seven? Wait, was it was that movie called Hundred Twenty Seven yeah. Hours? Yeah, yeah. Uh, where like it ends with him like like swimming out of a pool, and then there's like his whole family, and then like the real Basil Marcel like looking down at him, smiling. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like you just want to copy that scene. <laughs> yeah, you just want to put <laughs> Timothy Spall in a pool. <laughs> yeah. And then go to the credits where he shows up again. I don't know. <laughs> Extended cameo. Oh, well, you know, got him in the studio. Might as well get the most they can out of him. Not like he's got anything else going on. He's got a lot of grass to cut. So usually at a movie like this, they would also put a little, uh, little, a couple sentences or whatever, saying, you know, Basil Marceau. Lives with his family in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. What, what do we make up for the Naomi Watts character? <laughs> she does not exist. Or you could just make up some story. We could like say she's running of... the Trump campaign. Yeah. Nice. I would love to see this. Yeah. What do you call it? Do you just call it basilmarceau.com? <laughs> It's hard to beat that. <laughs> it definitely is. Uh... You could call it Marceau Marceau. Okay, that's good too. Weird allusion to that mime, <laughs> Marcel Marceau. <laughs> I like that too. Ooh, this is a tough one. Let's not throw any more so I don't have to be any more conflicted. Marceau Marceau. BasilMarceau.com Hmm. That's really tough. Uh, which one do you like, Sean? Do you have a preference? I think I prefer BasilMarceau.com Okay, we'll just go with that. It's, it's easy, but like, it just makes sense. Man, maybe it's really just basil. Bay. That sounds like the spice. <laughs> or I guess it's more of an herb. Yeah. Go with that com. Alright. It's just good. One of you guys got to go now. Okay, Colin, I know we both have uh, true stories. Is your is about a specific person? Yeah. Oh god, we're all gonna it's gonna be like a bunch of those in a row. Okay. Well yours might be better because you said yours was a period piece. Mine's like Okay, I'll takes place then. in present day, basically. <laughs> okay. Cause I don't think mine's going to win Best Picture, but I really want to win that costume uh, thing because I feel like period pieces always win the costume. Okay, um, I basically picked a historical figure, like read one or two sentences about them on Wikipedia, and I figure we'll just kind of fill in the blanks. 
And I think you guys are all familiar with a man by the name of Thomas Crapper. Sure. Okay. Um, just so everyone knows beforehand, um, he did not actually invent the toilet. He was just like a huge proponent of flush toilets and like made sure that like people used them because people like weren't really sold on them. But he like fought for them to be like the new thing. And there were some like big events in like his life. Like he got to install a flush toilet and in Prince Ed Prince King Edward whoever would that was the royal person. This is like eighteen hundreds or I think yeah, early eighteen hundreds. And so so like the king or, or, or I thought, let's go with King. I don't I don't even remember. <laughs> like wanted a flush toilet and then people are like, Wow. And I feel like the angle you can go with this movie is that he has this idea or like he wants this to be a thing, but people are like, "It's ridiculous. Why do we use this? We have these perfectly good porta potties everywhere." <laughs> and I would love the idea of there being like an like an enemy of his that's like like a proponent. He's all about chamber pots. <laughs> chamber pots. Well, just like like squatting in a hole. Yeah, just like squatting in a hole and building a box around it. And it's like he doesn't yeah, want squat box. He doesn't want this to happen because it destroy his empire. Some squat boxes. So, like, he has to convince everybody it's, a, like, a good idea. But there's also got to be, like, a real reason why he hates um, <laughs> just crap in the ground. I'm thinking he has to have a really painful memory about that, that maybe someone in his family, like, <laughs> just, like, fell backwards into, like, the crap hole they dug. You could do the Ray route, where, like, he had, like, a younger brother who fell in the crap hole. And like drown. I is that is that not okay, Colin? No, it's okay for this story. It's just think about someone falling in a crap hole is gross. That's that, that was where that reaction came hey, from. You could also, but you know, if it happens on Slumdog Millionaire, then why not here? Yeah. Well, here's here's mm-hmm. one thing. If if because he maybe he could be like if if they could flush. He could have been able to breathe in between the flushes because the water would go away. So they could have saved him. But they couldn't save him because yeah. they couldn't get him out because he was yeah. just drowning. Yeah, good old uh, sometimes a great notion situation. Exactly. So I'm thinking he could also do a kind of thing where it's like he's like a traveling... <laughs> no, you can't because you can't be a traveling salesman with a flush toilet unless you have some sort of thing set up like a... <laughs> Like some sort of, you can't you can't bring a flush toilet on tour and I mean, show maybe people. Maybe it's like in a not. carriage carried by horses be, that like he, has a irrigation system that you could well, like see. Okay. Well, well you, you you gotta remember that back then, like flush toilets weren't they weren't reliant on like like irrigation at all. It, you know, it was like gravity a gravity flush. So you'd have like a big tank above the toilet that you'd like pull the chain on. And, you know, he totally the... he totally came up with a little ball at the end of the chain that you pull. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that even need to be invented. <laughs> they, they didn't know what to do they before didn't that. A ball. It was just a it was chain just with a nothing chain. on the end. There could be like a part where he sees something that makes him come up with the idea for the ball. Well, congratulations! You added this thing that really doesn't make a difference, but <laughs> but it's treated with the utmost importance in the in the movie. It's a huge innovation. Okay, I guess we should try to set out what kind of person he is and like what actor plays him. I now this is England, mm-hmm. like I said, kind of eighteen hundreds ish. I can't remember what part of the eighteen hundreds. 
It could be anywhere from like 1810 to 1850. I don't remember. I would, any, I would think the late 1800s. Are there any photos of him or pictures? He's just like a dude with a beard. Here, I'll first I'll actually get the time period correct. Because I, I, I can't imagine like Civil War times, people have flush toilets. Okay, he's born 1836, died 1910. So this is probably like, let me see when he installed the one in the in the king. Crapper's valveless waste preventer. <laughs> nice. Waste preventer. Like, I think that's what it said. It seems like kind of 1880s, 1870s was like. He was kind of old by then, though. So this was oh, like so a, this was a long time. T. Crapper and Co. That's great. Oh yeah, T. So Crapper and Co. It's another movie star, an older British guy, I guess. Well, I I think his early years are important in him developing it, like maybe trying like it flushes, but he's trying to make it flush better. And that's when he comes up with the idea for the ball. <laughs> Trust <laughs> me, guys, it's a good idea. <laughs> Are there any other pictures of him on Google yeah. Images? Let's find it. Let's see if we can find of, of him younger. Younger, because right now he just looks like a man with a gray beard. Like all men with gray beards. It, you know, it could be that. I, I got these drawings of him. Like people were so like, <laughs> moved by his life. It's an inspiration. They had to draw him. You know, Paul. What I didn't think about. It could be that they just didn't have photographs when he was younger. Yeah, but you might be that like paintings. <laughs> I guess he probably wasn't that like this is the dude notable. <laughs> working on toilets. He's not that notable. Yeah. Just let's try to look at him and try to see a younger person in there. It doesn't even have to look like him that much. I'm trying to get that beard out of the way. Yeah. It's really tough. He's just a very generic looking white dude. It's hard. But I think I prefer like the J. Edgar route of like just aging him up. <laughs> And maybe he's got to have a really bad relationship with his wife who doesn't, well, like, yeah. she stands like by him. Uh, maybe, yeah, he Like, does. he finds out she's, like, not using his, his toilets. Wife, his wife, <laughs> Maria. She's not using it, like, she's, like, yeah, she doesn't believe in it. She's not yeah. using the toilet. He's like, we have a perfectly good flush toilet in yeah. here. And she's like, but, or, like, this bedpan's just right here. It's like, you might as well be a farm animal. You want to be a farm animal? Go out, go out there, squat in the grass and crap like a fucking animal. Go do it. Okay, so he has a rage force her like poop in the yard. <laughs> Should he have some? Ooh, here's an idea. Here's an idea, guys. Hear me out. Maybe he's incredibly constipated. Too. Oh, so he like never even uses. He can like almost never use the toilets. But, like he would love nothing more than to be able to just sit in there and just enjoy himself. But he can't. Which is ironic because like it's actually a lot more natural to like crap in a squatting position, like <laughs> like constipation. Like that would actually help him a lot. But you don't really need to mention it. Just... You know, maybe I should get rid of that whole like competitor route altogether and make this more like a there will be blood kind of story <laughs> where it's like it's more about a man who kind of like built an empire i love this so much more i love it if thomas crapper is genuinely one of the greatest villains of all time because like but he's doing something can we just so get daniel day with this what no can we, we can't do daniel at least again i have to say so but then do we have to get some of dale day lewis's stature who could bring just a huge boisterous performance to the table? I, mean, I think I think Tom Hardy could do a fantastic job. It's pretty good. He's pretty good at growing a beard. I think he would look. He'd look really good. 
Yeah. Just be sure to As write Thomas in an Cooper. extra scene where you can't understand a damn word Thomas Crawford <laughs> yeah. saying. He comes up with a rid- even though this guy was just from like London, he comes up with a ridiculous accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's very like Cockney. Hello. <laughs> Hello, what are you doing tonight? You're not gonna use me crapper. It's really hard to understand him. Yeah, because it's great now. It starts with him being like this humble traveling like salesman trying to show off his flush toilet with like his sidekick. Mm-hmm. And then he gets because this crapper guy, like he got to be pretty big. Like if you notice, Paul, like that was a manhole cover with his name on it. Like he was the plumbing like magnet. Like he was a big deal. <laughs> so he was the built. first Mr. T. And it's and it's interesting because he, he like he's taking away something that's natural to people so they can just buy his toilets and use his his his, his you know yeah like you didn't even invent it yeah. It's the, it's, I invented the ball. It's the new deal. No one Flesh, remembers it before the ball. Ass and porcelain married together in one. Who could be his sidekick that he pushes around? Who like stands by him for a long time? It's, even though that so makes now, now all I can think of it out is is there will be blood. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to separate those two in my mind now. He's Tom Hardy though. Yeah. Um. And he, like, and he's constipated because ever since his brother died, he can't take a crap. <laughs> I have taken a crap in thirty years. <laughs> oh, since my brother died, do you know what it's like just building up in there. He has to like constantly see this doctor that has to like find like hook a, like a tube up to him to get the crap out. Oh, you, maybe he has like a colostomy bag or like some yeah. early version of that where it's like he can't. He doesn't even like sit down to poop. Like that's not even a thing for him. Yeah, he's he a classic. Like guy. empty out his like shit bag. So now we got some good characters. We got his longtime doctor, his like traveling partner, who he cut out of the business, and his wife. Uh, you know how, how about I want his his enemy to be? Who? Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> yeah, geez, bring him back into the acting game. What do you mean his enemy? Why don't you get one of the other... He's uh, not British. Why don't you get, like, Kieran McCulkin or someone? He's too good. <laughs> As who, though? Who's Macaulay Culkin playing? Uh, well, I guess I was just thinking that there will be blood thing. The the sidekick who he hates. The sidekick. How old is this sidekick? It doesn't matter. It just doesn't exist. Or like, or like a... Like a Killian like Murphy. You know... Uh, throw him in there. British like, like a guy you can like, like, beat up and throw around. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, I like that. He could be like this guy who he pulled off the streets. Come, my boy. Yeah. Have you ever seen this? And he shows him but that. But then he like forces him out of his empire. You're stealing from me. <laughs> <laughs> throws him into a chamber. You're stealing my flushes. You flushed too many times. <laughs> one flush. One flush per customer. Only I can flush it this many times. And he just keeps flushing it over and over again. He puts like his head in the toilet, like flushing and like drowning. <laughs> he gives it the first swirly. <laughs> what if that character's name is like Jack Swirly? Yes. Or just like Swirl. Do you like swirl. that, Mister Swirly? Swirly, Swirly, Swirly. <laughs> it's kind of his like. How did that no like catch on as a thing? Does like to, to brag about it? 
People are overheard him saying it. Neighbors are. If I put your head in the toilet and I pull the switch, you get swallowed. Swallowed. <laughs> That's a big so scene. So inventor of <laughs> the swirly. Yeah. Okay, and he needs his wife. Um, let's go, Rosamund Pike. She's pretty good. Yeah. She refuses to use it. I don't. Why does she love him? Maybe she like was like. Something about him. He was like charming in his younger years. No, he wasn't. Yeah. He was furiously constipated. He was always furious. He was constipated, but I wouldn't say he was as furious. He always had a temper. I imagine it becomes, you know, his thirst for power. Did he, did he fight in any sort of like military? Was he at all involved in military? That's fine. That's like if he was that's like a, injured, that's maybe that's how question. he ended up with a colostomy bag. Um, well, his father was a sailor. Wars were going was on Britain. He was a he was a journeyman plumber. Oh. Right, we can change that to merchant sailor. <laughs> Let's just make yeah. He, he said he was a sailor. That was that didn't happen, but he's a sailor now. <laughs> and then people would make fun of him. Why don't you go clean up the poop deck? Yeah, that's like oh, cause toilets. Yeah, maybe he, that's how he like met her, her. Like he was coming back from like a sea voyage, and he like charmed her with his beautiful singing voice. <laughs> that could be good, or just you know, with how like handsome and ripped he is. Yeah, she really wanted to move to London. He's ripped now. Yeah, well, it's, it's not that he's ripped. Just Tom Hardy usually is in pretty good yeah. shape. Yeah, so you should like rip his shirt off a lot. <laughs> Every scene he gets he's definitely not wearing a shirt in the swirly scene. Oh yeah, people he's would be talking like, about the swirly scene. He's wearing like long fingers. johns. Yeah, long johns, but like the top parts down, and the butt flaps open. <laughs> why would it? Why would it be? He never needs to use it. just hot you know <laughs> gets the ladies in the theater okay and, I, and you get, there's a couple more things I, I need for my own satisfaction what would be a good opening scene would it be him struggling to go in the toilet like as an old man yeah, and then it flashes back he to dies. what <laughs> oh, I was going to say he dies in the toilet that's stupid go ahead well that could possibly be the bookend at the end of the movie like you see him like clenching and it like the camera zooms in deeper and deeper towards like just his eyes as he's trying to take this crap and then we see him as a young man and then at the end we cut (laughs) back to him on the toilet as an old man but you could just have him take that crap i thought he had a colostomy bag I don't. I don't know what how that. <laughs> At the end, he, he, maybe he gets past it and then learns to crack. You don't get past like not having your intestines connect to your butthole. Well, what if he did it and it, that's what kills him? Like with not using his colostomy bag. No, no, it's 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 not like you can take a. It's like your intestines, like they have to like cut them like shorter, and it just like goes straight out <laughs> you get, of your stomach. It's not like you just kind of like gets in there. It's not like you Maybe they sh- at the in the beginning opening shots they shoot it in a way that you can't tell that he's like ripped open his. 
guts, intestines. intestines, and stuff. And then he's done it so he can take it. It's confusing. He's me. done it so he can take a crab. Yeah, <laughs> finally. But then, like, he dies, and then at the end, you're like, oh man, that guy was evil. But then you see like a busy street, and like someone walks over one of his like manhole covers. You're like, wow, but he's everywhere. Even in death, he lives. His creation. <laughs> His, uh, his birth cry will be the sound of every toilet in the world flushing in unison. And you hear all these flushes. It's basically the end of Lawnmower Man. If anyone <laughs> oh, understands So he that doesn't reference. die. He transcends. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay, and then one more thing. I would love to see someone cameo as um, the, uh, the king. Let's see. Edward. Right, let me find out which king it Prince Edward. Oh God! I just want to make sure it's not like a king that's already been portrayed in a movie. It's not like King Speech King. That was way later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, it doesn't matter. I just wanted like a cameo from like an esteemed British actor to play Prince Edward. Eddie Redmayne. Okay. <laughs> I'm the king. That sounds good. So we got him, Rosen Pike, Killian Murphy, uh, Thomas Hardy. Um, he's an evil man. It's a colostomy bag. Gives a invents the swirly. Does like, his wife should leave him too? Oh yeah. Bad marriage. Um, made fun of as a sailor. We got a we got a pretty fleshed out life. You got a royal flush of uh, good ingredients here. Now we just need a title. Other than just crapper, crappers be like tea crapper, tea crapper. I like that too, like Jay Edgar. <laughs> the only th- other thing I had in mind was like the man who crapped a mile, but I don't think that works. <laughs> there will be crap. No, I like tea crapper. Flush. Yeah, flush is good too. Flush. Flush sounds like a more modern movie. Yeah. Flush sounds like a Danny Boyle movie. <laughs> This is more like uh, the guy who got flushed down the toilet. Tom Hooper. Yeah, this is like Tom Hooper, but him like trying to get a little darker, but it's not quite there. Because <laughs> there's like all these speeches that are like, come on, he didn't say that. He's like, he's just trying to win an Oscar. <laughs> I like T Crapper. All right, there you go, T Crapper. I feel like maybe I should go to break up the uh, chain of biopics. Yeah. Um, you're are you right with that, Colin? Yeah. <laughs> mine, are, you ter- mine. are you terribly hurt? No, because mine is <laughs> kind of similar in tone to the other two guys, but All right. we'll, we'll figure it out. Break up the monotony here. Um, so, okay, well, now that I think of it, my idea doesn't, isn't so much fit for uh, Oscars as it is like maybe like Sundance Film Festival. It's more like an indie story. Well, we can tailor it to make it more Oscar. All right. Well, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, every once um, in a while, there's an indie movie that sneaks into the Best sure, Picture race. Sure. And Little Miss Sunshine. And I'm sure this will definitely be that one. <laughs> um, basically, it's called. Uh, I, I just want to pre- uh, preface this by saying that the. The name is the first thing that popped up into my head, and then I was trying to build a story around that. But the the name of the movie is uh, My Dad's Dad. Well, there we go. 
And um, which one's overweight, Paul? <laughs> which one's Paul Giamatti? <laughs> I on it. Actually, well, you know, I was I was thinking more of a Jack Black scenario here. <laughs> now that uh, you know, since I brought that up, um, but it's it, it's it basically it's about this um, this uh, young young adult. I mean, maybe like you know, this kid. He's uh, high school, maybe maybe a little later. Uh, he's living with his dad. He's divorced, and uh, his dad. <laughs> So the kid's grandpa, uh, his like wife recently passed away or something like that, and um, and and is like not fit to live on his own, and so you know the kid's dad. You all just referred to him as like kid, dad, and dad's dad. Um, the dad invites uh, his dad <laughs> to to uh, to like move in with them into their house because like you know he's recently divorced and like he. His dad is recently widowed, so um, you know he invites him in. So they're all like one family, um, but uh, the dad's dad doesn't want to like live inside. For some reason, he uh, he becomes like obsessed with like building a treehouse in the backyard and this like big oak tree that's been around for like centuries and. Uh, and like throughout the story, he just like keeps building this treehouse in the backyard, just like bigger and bigger, until it's like as big as the normal house. And and I'm not is sure it, how it ends. Wait, is it all in a tree? Is what in a tree? The treehouse. <laughs> is he building it's just up a, from a tree? super huge tree? <clears throat> yeah, you know, it's it's a, like a really big tree. And uh, and he's building this like house just like around the tree pretty much until it's just like it's just way too big and I don't know maybe like I'm not sure if it would just like take over the main house or if it would like fall and like crush the house. <laughs> but, uh, you know, really, I'm not I'm not entirely sure where this story goes. <laughs> so you know, maybe you guys can help me. Well, out that. it sounds like to me that it's a story about a man who's trying to cope with a great loss and he's filling a void with yeah. something ridiculous. A big treehouse. And his family is struggling with this. Um, but something I'd like to know is what's the nature of the relationship between the dad and the dad's it dad? It seems is like the relationship they're, good. It seems like it would be strained if. Like if this was coming out of some sort of <laughs> if this was coming out of some sort of refusal to live in the same house as him, yeah, it's just like yeah. I refuse. It's, it's like maybe to gets like kicked him. out of his like home or like or old I don't know wherever they're maybe he's they're living in like a retirement home. The dad's dad, but like uh, after his wife dies, he's like he's all I don't know like riled up and hard to take care of it's caused a lot of trouble with the nurses and they kick him out and like now he's got nowhere to go so but he doesn't want to like live with his son this like, is like that. this is like a shoe in best supporting actor if you get a great actor to play the dad's dad yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not sure about that I just I, all I know is that the dad should be Jack Black yeah this is like him doing like how like Will Forte was in Nebraska it's him like being like more muted yeah and then you get like the kind of more eccentric. Now, is this and Paul in your, in your vision? Is this dad's dad like? What's he like personality wise? Is he like like outdoorsy and tough, or is he just like really eccentric? It's just really crazy. It's insane. <laughs> why doesn't? Why do you think he doesn't like his son? I don't. I don't think that's like he doesn't like his son. It's just that like he refuses to like 
be taken yeah, care of. Be taken care of and to live with him. <laughs> kind of like, kind of like Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino. Yeah, he'll like, like of. come in for like dinner, but then he just goes back out. To the oh, I love the idea of him like in the trailer, him coming in like he's got his hands all dirty and like at dinner. Yeah, and he just and like and he keeps out. like talking about like like work on the treehouse, like it's like you know this thing that everyone just expects him to do, and you know it's this big project, you know, just like oh, the tree's coming along pretty well. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to use some like different like like lumber for this section because it's like sinking into the ground. You know, another interesting direction you could go. Like, sorry, <laughs> you're gonna say like, going. and then Jack Black's like, I don't know. I think it's getting pretty big. <laughs> I just had to say that. One thing I kind of like is you mentioned that Jack Black had a son, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's all like from it's like focused around his perspective, kind of. Who's the son's perspective? Yeah. Okay, that, that's good too. That, that like, it... So it's like his relationship with his dad and him seeing his dad's relationship with his dad. Do you think the son at some point sides more with his grandfather than his own dad? Yeah, maybe. Maybe like starts out as like a fun project between <laughs> like the son and the grandfather. Then they get like estranged, but then maybe like they like. Like he like moves in yeah. to the treehouse. He moves. He like he runs away to go live in the treehouse. <laughs> runs away. Packs <laughs> his bags. Yeah, only walks twenty feet from the house to the treehouse. <laughs> I wonder why do you think the son? Why why would the son run away from his dad? What what does he not like about his own dad? I mean, obviously this dude built a sweet treehouse. I mean, it could just know. be like that. Jack Black is treating it as if it's like super silly and an insane thing to do, and the kids just like, but it's fun. You're killing maybe fun, kid, Dad. I don't know. Maybe the kid like is like used to be into something that was kind of like more out there and creative, and his dad was always like knocking him for it. Maybe like his son always wanted to build a treehouse, never could, never, never. And like Jack Black just never had the time. Yeah, because he's a famous actor. <laughs> famous <laughs> actor, whoever, whatever he's just, just he's just this is real life. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's not a good idea. He's some guy with a Bluetooth all the time. Yeah. Who knows what he does? Some... He's too Bluetooth. <laughs> <laughs> He'll sure. talk to two people at the, at the same time because he's got so many deals. <laughs> so many suckers on the line. <sighs> it's like, we're not all suckers, Dad. Some of us have dreams. No, I don't, I don't want him to be too, like, too much of, like, a shitty person. Okay. Um, now this is a really tough decision, but like this is like I was saying, this is prime for best supporting actor. You have to get someone to play that grandfather. Yeah. Now it's got to be someone who's probably at least twenty years older than Jack Black, so at least like sixty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, someone um, who's you know due for an Oscar. They haven't gotten there. As it's like you know Christopher Plummer in uh, yeah beginners, beginners or something like that. <laughs> Just see John uh, googling Robert Redford. <laughs> Just wondering if he ever won an acting. I can imagine one for directing. I don't think he ever did for acting. He's never won for acting. So there's one candidate. Is anyone? Anyone else? We can start throwing in names. It's just got to be one scene where, like, Jack Black's yelling up into the tree, like, "Dad, you gotta come down. Stop with the treehouse." And he's like, "This is all I have." <laughs> It's not going to bring her back. But it might. It might. Uh, that's too far. You can't say that. No. Maybe it's like, 
You want to win the Oscar? Maybe it's like he always wanted, he like always told his wife that he's going to like build them a home together, but that he like never did. Sure, okay. That's his like up. now this. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think it's like that. It's not it's like just, a. It's just like a promise that he didn't keep, you know, instead of a trip to some far off exotic land, he's, you know, it's like a house, you know, just a house for him and his wife to live in. And uh, he never got to build that house, and now he's doing it in Jack Black's backyard. Mickey Rourke would be good in this role. <laughs> oh, jeez. He's good, too. He's definitely tough. I don't know, I think Mickey Rourke might be, like, too intimidating. <laughs> yeah. I, it's hard for me to buy him, like, as eccentric in, a, like, a fun way. Yeah. He's more eccentric in, like, a, like, he might kill me in my <laughs> he sleep. He needs one, help. I mean, I guess yeah. Robert Redford's pretty good. It's pretty good. He's you know he's got that outdoorsy kind of. What kind of what kind of look is he? Is he just have the regular Robert Redford look? Is he? Yeah, just you know. He's got a beard in this. Uh, maybe I don't, I don't know. Beard might be too like. Maybe just like he's there's a lot of scenes where he's got like his shirt off. You're like, what's he doing? He's not like he's kind of old to have his shirt. <laughs> He should yeah, come in like, and eat yeah, dinner with yeah, his shirt. Yeah, he off. comes in to dinner with his shirt off, like covered in like, like wood stain. And oh, here's a good way for that scene to go in. Like he comes in, and Jack Black's wife, who's like Catherine Hahn or something. Well, I, like, I mean, I, I'd said earlier on that he, Jack Black was like divorced. Recently. Okay, he's divorced. He comes in and like he's got like the dirty shirt. He's like, you can't wear that in here. So he just takes it off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, like the son's like if he has any like anger towards his dad, it's like it could definitely be about the divorce. That's what like makes him like run off into the treehouse. Mm-hmm. And Jack Black, he's like he can't cook, so he like he's like it's dinner, guys. Rob Burger King. <laughs> like and like Rob Redford's like you know in my day we grilled our burgers outside. But then but then he like finds out he like loves Burger King. <laughs> this like, is pretty good. Cool. What is this? That could be like a fun thing at the end when however they patch things up. It's like you want to do some, Dad. Mm, we could go to Burger King. Those chicken fries you told me so much about. <laughs> we could go to Burger King. I think what we need right now is like a big dramatic okay scene. Okay, do we need like a big? We I fear, I think there's got to be a scene where like the treehouse like collapses yeah. or, or he hurts go. himself. Yeah, it could be both. Or both, yeah, both. Maybe like like it collapses with him in it. They don't know if he's okay. <laughs> Wait, like okay, so the is it the whole treehouse or is it a wing of the treehouse? Uh, I feel like it should I be the whole one. It would be more one. significant as the whole thing, but I literally like that. You've been like, looking out the window and you just see like the grandpa just like in the window of the treehouse, like looking back, waving at them the whole thing. Just, like, in an instant, just like collapses. <laughs> I wonder if the tree collapses too. Like it can't hold the weight of the tree house any longer. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. tree splits in he half. He became too, uh, yeah, too ambitious with his tree house. You see, the tree splits in half, just like Robert Redford. Feels like he's the, half a man the, now. The tree was like symbolic of like you know, house is only as strong as the foundation it's built on. It was like it's good. It was built on like a lousy foundation. <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't built on like a foundation of love, you know, love or, or an actual love foundation. It wasn't it built on him mourning his wife. I, it's like yeah, but it's like in a really like you know 
hostile situation, like in his like son's backyard. And, like he doesn't want this shit. <laughs> it was like, it was like for the right. It was like you did like the wrong thing for the right reasons, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. It's just something. Too big. You know, just leave it up to the audience to figure it out. They can figure. There it out you go. Dreaming. Now you're talking like a Hollywood writer. Yeah. Hey, and just to add an extra dimension, can there be like a neighborhood committee that's really against it? Oh, yeah. And they try to call the cops and stuff? This is directly violating like zoning codes. Like, you cannot do this shit. But is each member of the committee like gradually won over? And by the end, they're all on the dad's dad's side, except for Jack Black? Yeah, maybe. Or something. (laughs) But then it's gonna be like one like neighbor who's like part of the committee who's like just fucking against this like who would that be you know it has to be like someone good it has to be a good actor are they do you imagine them like being like really angry or are they just kind of like like kind of like meek and like nebbish and like um yeah like, are we talking richard dreyfus or are we talking bob balaban i was thinking like passionately angry so. passionately angry well bob balaban again you know <laughs> you, you know um he keeps pushing his classes back up <laughs> And then one, there's one scene where he keeps switching his glasses on Robert Redford. Let me fix that for you. Yeah, I mean, he, he hey, both, hey, don't touch me. Don't he, touch he me. He can be both passionate and wormy at the same time. Yeah. Now, when I started this neighborhood community, community I... Uh, Excuse me. This is not okay. <laughs> fuck you. Well, pardon me, but fuck you. And Jack Black's just like, man, man I don't... I don't know what to do about this. It's my, this isn't my idea. And meanwhile, like the dad, dad is like sleeping with Bob Batman's wife. I don't think so. I don't think that's a thing that's happening. Okay, I'm just throwing out that idea. <laughs> he's just mailing her naked pictures of himself. He's just like spying on people. Like, <laughs> it's top his treehouse. Oh, he, he's got like throw stuff at them. They try to like get him to come out. Like the they would committee, or like they call the cops. Just like throwing his clothes at them. Maybe there's naked. like some obscure like law or like why the cops can't like take it down well they can't take it down while he's in it if, if he's this much above ground he's no longer in within the state he's, he's technically in well he's, te- he's technically in like the airspace so we don't own the sky except that we do but this is like uh, this is this is a situation for like the air zoning commission to deal it's with it's like some weird midwestern state there where the rules are a little bit skewed or the south well, it's, maybe it's like not I don't know. How plausible does this have to be? He's a baby who lives in a giant treehouse. Let's just say it's it's just unsafe for the police. It's just unsafe. They can't get in there. It's too. It's like, well, get a helicopter. It's like, you want to fly it? That's the cop. He's funny. (laughs) Get a helicopter to get into that treehouse. Okay, that sounds. Maybe pretty we'll good. just leave the police out. I don't know. It gets a little. Just messy. a little. I think near the end they'd be like show up. You know? When the trios play? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. SWAT. And then like, then like, what happens after the tree collapses? They start it's building it like, together. So the dad's okay. <laughs> what do you want to do to him? Does he lose an arm? He could die. Oh yeah, indie movies love killing the old guy. And then maybe they rebuild the treehouse in his honor or something. They store his body up there. His son. And they eat Burger King in the treehouse. Yeah, that's That's good. 
What do they? What happens to his body? What do they do with it? Is it cremated? That's what they put in the treehouse. But <laughs> like, te- like that's kind of creepy. <laughs> No, let's hide it in the floorboards. <laughs> I guess that's what I was thinking. <laughs> just, they would just bury, just like, just impromptu, just bury him under the tree. <laughs> no. And then you can see like a flower starting to grow at the end. Mm-hmm. This is after Jack Black and his son have rebuilt the treehouse. Maybe there's like a scene where like Robert's like, you know, I used to give your grandmother roses, and then like a rose grows. Or like, or like maybe like the tree, like it fell apart because like the tree was dying. But like after they buried his dad under it, now the tree is like it's doing better. It's living again. It's thriving. Yeah, that doesn't really make as much sense because the tree like cracked in half. I, I, that wasn't my idea. I guess it, it doesn't have to fall down. Maybe it's just, just the tree just house. the house around yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Just, I just love that idea. It just it's yeah. all like crumbling down in this uh, like instant. Everybody's happy. Bob Balaban moves away. <laughs> he dies. You moving? Yeah. That's uh, my dad's dad. There you go. Okay. There's, there's my dad's dad. Colin? Bring it home. Mine I see sort of in the vein of, you know, there's kind of been this recent trend the past few years of Oscar movies that are sort of... I don't know, based around like tech wizards or, or stripped from the headlines about, you know, these geniuses that went against the grain and kind of had their own vision that they thought would shape the future, I guess, like Steve Jobs or this year also with like the big short, you know, lots of numbers involved, Moneyball, the social network. Tech entrepreneurs. Yeah. And <laughs> I thought maybe you could do a movie like that starring. Martin Shkreli. Oh, Colin. Oh, Colin. Fuck. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. I know, it's not. When you, when you said it was modern, I knew you were doing Martin Shkreli. It's not that original of an idea, but... You know, it'd be an interesting movie if they tried to, like, humanize him. But also... Okay. <laughs> do you want him to just be a straight dick? Yeah. Yeah, piece of shit. Title for the movie right there, Straight Dick. Straight Dick. (laughs) Straight Dick, piece of shit. (laughs) Okay. So he is... Working title. I guess, but just do it like he's Mark Zuckerberg in The Social Network, but like ten times more of a douche. Doesn't even do anything. He doesn't even change the world. It's true. He's just... He makes it worse. He's just a straight-up villain. Well, maybe we start at becoming, like, a humble guy. I mean, he does, he did come from a sort of humble background. His parents were immigrants, and he didn't grow up, like, wealthy. Yeah, did he start with, like, a shit job? Uh, Yeah, did he have, like, a shit job or something? I mean, he started with having, like, an internship at, like, a Wall Street hedge fund. I guess he sort of worked his way up through that. Eventually, he's got to have a, a weird scene with like a, like Matthew McConaughey and Wolf of Wall Street, where like some weird older guy like teaches him about <laughs> like how to be the biggest dick and how like yeah. people don't matter. It's all about it's all about you, man. Gotta, you need a veteran actor to come in there and give that talk about how you gotta. Okay, be dick. so we have to be careful here, though, because uh, we're we're you're starting to tread a line of he's a victim of the system. 
And he wasn't necessarily a dick. He was taught to be a dick. I like that. Because, well, then you still get to see him be a dick. And we know he's a dick, but at least we understand why he's a dick. Because isn't that what the movies are for? Making you understand people that you wouldn't necessarily want to spend two hours with. Also, make him talk to the camera. <laughs> oh yeah, like Malcolm in the Middle style. Everything freezes. Well, I feel like it should be. He should be really obnoxious, though. It's like, did you guys see the Big Short, John and Paul? I, I have uh, now. Okay, so it's he's basically yeah. like Ryan Gosling in the Big Short. <laughs> he just like thinks he's better than the audience he, like, that he's talking it. to. Movie's got a bit of a Scorsese vibe. Definitely. Maybe he does it. But it's maybe written by Aaron Sorkin. God, who could play that douche? Look at this little Peter Pan looking <laughs> asshole. I do wonder if... Do we go like the Steve Jobs group where they got like a guy who's kind of a bit more masculine than the guy he's portraying? Or do we want to do a wimpy I like guy? that, actually. Like, you just put someone in a bad wig. <laughs> Like a younger actor, so he's thirty-two. Along so. along the lines of Michael Fassbender, that hasn't won an Oscar yet, but there's probably one in his future. Look up best young actors, rising stars under thirty, and I'm gonna try to pick someone who's like too handsome. What about like Tom Hiddleston. That's pretty good. I like it. It'd yeah. be interesting to see him play an American. Plus, he's he's like not like super masculine. Like, I mean, he's handsome and everything, but you can you can picture him as a nerd. Yeah, he was Loki. He seems a little tall, but he doesn't. (laughs) He just just like frumps down a lot of scenes. I like that John said you could see him being a human or a nerd, and then Colin goes, "Yeah, he was a god." Yeah, but he was like a he was like not a cool god. <laughs> he's weaselly god. Yeah. He's like can you just get a weasel to play him that time. <laughs> <laughs> just get a weasel. <laughs> Does he have any Okay, go ahead. No, you ask you ask your question. I was just gonna be curious, like, does anyone know if Martin Scurley actually has like any Drug problems, or could we throw those in? Like maybe he, does. he messes with a bunch of the pharmaceuticals he's taken. Probably not yeah, too much. Cause I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to make this whole Wall Street. It. I'm just. Curious, <laughs> that's always a good angle for businessmen as they do drugs. Yeah, but he's like, ugh, he's just the worst. Like he's just injecting heroin straight his scrotum. I feel like it should. Yeah. Shouldn't it be in a pharmaceutical of some sort? I don't. I'm not yeah, really that knowledgeable about those. <laughs> Kind of drugs, or a lot of drugs. Really rare HIV medication. Yeah, no, that it's like the drug that he's like withholding from people and hiking up the price. He's just like abusing the shit out of it, and like snorting it. While he like plays League of Legends. Yeah, you gotta work yeah, that. Drink, in there. He drinks like the most expensive like alcohols mixed with like Mountain Dew. Sean, you know my games. Is that the game he plays, or does he play Dota, or does he do League of Legends? Well, I, I don't know enough about him to tell you which one of those two. I mean, they're basically the same game. I think I there know. are videos of him playing, like, both of them. One of them, I forget. He definitely, no, well, the thing he does is, I pre- I th- I'm going to say it's League of Legends. No, it's League of Legends. It's, it's on his Wikipedia page. He just streams. Yeah. 
Didn't he like? Doesn't he like have a team or wanted to put together a team of gamers? Of elite, rich gamers. Yes, that can be like one. He founded his own team, Odyssey Esports, and he's like trying to go for some League of Legends like challenge or tournament thing. There's got to be like a scene that we make up where like he goes to one of those events and like totally fucking loses it like with like out of control excess. Oh, he's like, but he's like, he's like totally like losing to. Oh, like um, uh, like in Foxcatcher, when they go to that first like wrestling competition and everyone's freaking out and they like wreck the hotel rooms and stuff. Yeah, something like that. I was gonna say that like. He's losing, but then just, like, pays a shit ton of money, like, secretly to the other guy to just, like, throw the game and, like, shit himself. Just, like, a ridiculous amount of money he can't refuse. Just totally buys the game. Maybe he tries to, and he offers the guy so much money, but the guy won't budge. And that, like, just this little that makes him guy. even more pissed off. He's like, I, why can't I have this? This belongs to me. It is my birthright. There's nothing I can't buy. Exactly. You know, if we're going this angle, I kind of would like. I feel like you need some sort of sympathetic figure in this movie to be like his voice. Of no, reason. I definitely thought that too. Sort of like Andrew Garfield in The Social Network or Seth Rogen in Steve Jobs. Maybe also, like a guy he started out with. True, but I would also wouldn't mind seeing some good scenes between him and like his hardworking immigrant parents. Yeah, I mean, you could have both of those things. You could have both of those, sure. Like him in prison and his parents being like so, so, so upset. Devastated. Wu Tang Clan and Kanye West. <laughs> but people playing them, you know, like Michael B. Jordan's playing, <laughs> and Taylor Swift. All people that he wants to hang out with, they like get their music, but it doesn't actually. All right. Just put in lots of like celebrity cameos. Early like people playing celebrities. <laughs> well, you could get the actual celebrities. Looks like they're not going to want to be in there. I guess. Just hate them so much. Just for fun, I was looking up if there's any Albanian actors, and the only famous one is Jim Belushi. Mm. I don't know if anyone wants to see Jim Belushi play Tom Hiddleston's dad. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and get someone good who could play like a foreign dad or foreign mom. Where is he from? Well, his his parents were, I think, Al- Albanian, Albanian and Croatian. And Croatian. It's like Eastern European, I guess. Uh, no one I know. Well, you can just get someone who can play those kinds of. Parts like Sasha Baron Cohen. Yes, Sean, like Sasha Baron Cohen. What are you thinking? I'm thinking I hate Martin Shkreli like so much. Why does he have to keep coming back? Because it's a big issue that people are interested in. Mm-hmm. Like, could you imagine them making a movie about him? No. I'm sure, someone bought the rights to it. To what? Fame, fame. To him, to his life. But yeah, I imagine this movie's like super trendy. It's got like tweets going on screen and like lots of voiceover and celebrity cameos. 
He's just like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, a bunch, bunch of tweets from Kanye West just like <laughs> popping up on the screen like every five minutes. This dude's rad. Give me some money. I mean, we have a bunch of stuff that happens to him, but is there like some sort of like end point or arc or like would it lead up to basically him being arrested? Is that kind of I like think, a big... Like, yeah, I think there's got to be a scene where he's like in an interrogation room and he's just crying like a baby, I'm like shitting his pants. Oh yeah, it, is that the framing device or is that too cliche? Would you rather see it? I mean, I know. No, I don't want to see that. Yeah, I, I want to work to that. I don't want to know that that's where we end up. Are we going to again open with something? Since some of these biopics always open with something that happens in the middle, are we going to do that? Or are we actually? Like, are we going to open with his, his arrest? Or like I, maybe we, I think, you open with headlines of him, like, buying up the drug? I think we open with it's um, webcam POV. He's, good, good. he's chatting on Twitch. He's got a league game going, but he's just losing, like, super bad. And he's just talking about, like, oh, yeah, Megan Fox? I totally bang Megan Fox every day. Like flirting with like underage girls. Oh That's yeah. Meg Fox is too old for me. <laughs> Megan Fox should have a cameo too. As a cop. <laughs> She's the cop that arrests him. <laughs> That'd be weird. She's <laughs> like, I hate I hate Marge Grelly so much that I just I don't even like want to think All right. about it. Like, Sorry, this is such a sore subject. <laughs> I think it's interesting. It's just, it's too bad the story's not over yet. It's kind of like, yeah. dumb. Okay, can, can you just, just make up Stone like movie. a prediction where he just gets like, I don't know, just like smashed into just like a pile of bloody goop. You can't just kill someone. Oh, gets, I think. Like, he gets trapped in a car that's being like, you know, like demolished and just like pressed into a cube. It's like a gold car. Just gets pressed into it. John, you just changed the game for me again. If this is an Oliver Stone movie where he thinks he's being really topical, but he has actually no idea what the hell he's doing, <laughs> like he did with that Wall Street sequel and W, I'm way more into this movie. If he's like playing League of Legends and this, then what they show you on the screen is like a first-person shooter. <laughs> It's still, though, it's got to get, like, Oscars. It's, like, his return to form. It's just, like, really, like, someone who's, like, yeah, like, 70 years old made it. But, no, it gets, like, so many Oscar nominations. A lot of screenplay ones. Multiple screenplay nominations. <laughs> One just for all the tweets. Yeah. So many tweets. There's, the there's like a tweets. scene where this this person's like, "Did you hear the news? It's blowing up on Snapchat." And they show it, but it's like kind of wrong. It's like way wrong. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck are they doing? It's like Martin t- Tinder's going crazy. What's going on? <laughs> Quick, open up the RSS feeds and enhance. Yeah, enhance. He just just says that to his computer. Enhance? Enhance? (laughs) That sounds pretty good. And then, like, there's, there's, like, investigators trying to, like, you know, uh, prove whatever sort of, like, uh, 
big pharma slash hedge fund crimes he's committed and they're all just like pouring over data and like enhance enhance on that like a, Wait, what like is a that? kyle chandler or a john ham or something maybe, like, maybe get a, like a what's his name damian lewis in there <laughs> yeah. seems, like a, seems like a good guy to fit in there yeah well he definitely seems like a guy who doesn't understand computers <laughs> enhance enhance bingo does he have like a girlfriend that he treats like shit too? He's got like several. Yeah. They're all underage. <laughs> it's a younger one every scene. Like Selena Gomez? Yeah. He starts out as Selena good. Gomez, by the end it's a toddler. He's always drinking Mountain Dew. But he's, he gets it in like special black cans. Oh yeah. It costs like a million dollars each. Black can do. Sounds like an inspirational phrase. Black kind of new. And the whole soundtrack is just uh, the Wu Tang album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or, or just like interpretation of what it might sound like. Yeah. Because he wouldn't give that away. Unless he, like it was like a million dollars to go buy a ticket. Or Anonymous like hacked it, hacked his computer. <laughs> Alright, yeah, I'm way into this movie as a very pretentious but totally incompetently made picture. It's like about the way we live now, you know? I mean, isn't that just what Martin Skrilli is? Mm-hmm. It's like us. It's a troll trolling. What's the... How did it end again? Did it end with him being, like sitting in his jail cell just like thinking? He's just like it's just like a really long shot of what he does in his cell. Like he's sitting there for a while, and he like gets up and he walks around and he's playing with stuff and he tries to like press his faith through the bars, but it doesn't oh, wait, work. Can there can there like please be a part where he's like in a holding cell and he's like smashing his head against like the glass window on the door and it's like his head's bleeding, <laughs> like losing his shit. I need my pills. You can't do this to me. I am a god. And then it goes into the credits and plays that I am a god song. <laughs> I am a god. No, but then, but then he like he like sees like the blood all over him. He's like, gods don't bleed. Gods don't. I like that. That's striking. Does, does he say that, or does someone point it out to him? I don't know. <laughs> gods don't bleed. <laughs> Says Damian Lewis before. I <laughs> He's just playing a cop. <laughs> no one. I like the it ending, like, yeah, with him in a jail cell, because it's like, it is like an ending point, but, you know, there's still stuff's going to happen after that. So. I like that better than him being crushed into a cube. <laughs> a cube of gold. That was pretty good. He really was gold inside. What is it called? Heart of Greed. Is that the name of something? Probably. It's probably like a political novel. Heart of Greed. It's not bad, though. I'll look it up. Or I Am a God. (laughs) I Am God. Hashtag I Am a God. What's Martin Scully's Twitter handle? I can't even spell his name. That's not, that should be a knock against him. 
Okay, Heart of Greed is a traditional Chinese grand production drama by Hong Kong's TBB. Whatever any of that means. Alright, so it's up for grabs is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, it's not a thing, so... Which of these five movies suck the least? We gotta pick one. There's only four, but... Let's pretend there's a secret fifth. There's a secret fifth. There's a secret fifth. There's a secret fifth for sure. (laughs) Okay, so... Danny DeVito's Frogman. BasilMarceau.com T. Crapper? Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. My dad's dad. My dad's dad. (laughs) The Heart of Greed. (laughs) Definitely the best title in the book. Even if it's already a title. And if it's hard to pick a winner, I wouldn't mind picking what kind of awards you could imagine each one winning. <laughs> That's for. Yeah, okay. Let's, let's do, do that. Um, like, my dad's dad is a, a shoe in for best supporting actor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, so not not even best picture. Not even, not even, well, it'll get I'm nominated. Just putting up other awards. They, we're talking about what they win. Right. I think T. Crapper will win best cinematography. Oh, yeah. Especially for the swirly scene. Of, it's done in one take. Greed will win best screenplay. <laughs> Is this a, I guess it would be original screenplay, right? Yeah. Unless there's like some book about him that comes out. I think we originally designed BasilMarceau.com for either supporting actor or supporting actress. It definitely wins best supporting actor. Maybe lead actor. Maybe, yeah. Timothy Ooh. Spall. Here's a question. Where's uh, Best VFX go? Best VFX. I mean, this this goes to some blockbuster that's not even nominated for Best Picture. I, 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 I'd say probably T. Crapper because it probably has these, I mean, like, it doesn't win like, shot, like, period. No, but not like, you know, period shots of, like, you know, fucking Victorian age shit. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's like, probably. It's all, like, green screen. It's probably the only film that has a lot of special effects. Although, well, although like, I costume and set design. My dad's dad, probably most of the treehouse is CG. Oh no, they built no, it. Real. Like Christopher Nolan directed it, and he wanted to like build the whole treehouse. <laughs> well, what about the, the scene where the treehouse <laughs> Christopher collapses? Nolan directed that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Your little indie he's movie. Really into it. You know, he's because he really likes puzzle movies. So. I feel like you have to make the plot like so much more complex if he was doing a smaller movie. <laughs> It's like his equivalent of the the straight story. <laughs> well, like throughout the movie, they're like also you. watching a TV that's also playing the movie. So, <laughs> got layers. Wow, you can forget about that. Okay, but one of these has to win Best Picture, guys. Oh, what are people feeling? Uh, I hate this. I hate it because I hate to like diminish any of the other pitches you know so tough to pull one ahead i mean like if i'm thinking about what kind of type these movies are it seems like t crapper would probably be the one with the best chance well shouldn't we just say what our favorites are i mean that might be my favorite yeah i think t crapper kind of became my favorite as it became more and more, after, there will be blood. After his personality became more and more <laughs> unruly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'd probably most want to see that made into a movie. It's gross. Mm-hmm. Although I'd also want to see uh, my movie, my dad's sure. 
No shame in that. There's a lot going on. It's mm -hmm. a complicated picture. <laughs> yeah, Christopher Nolan's really got his hands full on that one. <laughs> Maybe he'll win like Best Director and everyone thinks it's going to win Best Picture, but then T. Crapper pulls the upset. Oh. It pulls the crash. Should I pick a director now that the, all the other three have directors? For BasilMarsetta.com? Yeah, you should. Basilmar, no, I mean... Ron Howard? Ron Howard. Yeah, yeah, like a Ron Howard or like a George Clooney. Ooh, I like George Clooney, but then he has to be in it. Yeah, because he can't just direct. He has to star in it, too. Uh, he can play, like, the guy at Applebee's who's, like, all about what Basil Marceau is talking about in the very beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah, in in the blue like, cheese scene. He's just totally playing a role that's like, oh, look, I'm just, like, a little tiny, like, extra in this movie, but he just, like, <laughs> he just landed on so thick. Yeah. Just hammered it up so much. The camera keeps drifting to his character. No, he's not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. Um, so I think T. Crapper won, uh, but everybody came away with a few Academy Awards, so mission accomplished, I guess. Um, well, thank you for this one and only Black History Month podcast we did. Jesus, you guys, we totally missed February. Bummer. Get him next year. Yeah, we'll get him next year. Um, hopefully we'll be back on track in March or at least sometime before next year. Uh, but you can track our progress over at mildlypleased.com or look up Spaceship Basement on YouTube. No. No, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't do that. Um, I don't plug that shit. You want to plug anything, Paul? Uh, I drew a picture of Basil Marcel. You should put more of your drawings online, like your silly ones. You know, Paul, I gotta admit, this does look kind of like Danny Glover. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like everything you, every time you draw a man with a mustache, it's just like Danny Glover. Is this Martin Shkreli? I don't know. I don't know. I like that. Well, I've got a lot to think about, a lot to figure out, a lot to ponder. So I'll give you some time to do that, and then we'll speak to you next time.